I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. I have a coach, and I tell him all the time, I'm like, I'm going to go to the one-hander. He's like, no, you're not. Hello, Renee. Hey, Caitlin. How are you? I'm great. You couldn't be bothered to walk over to my apartment, so we're once again doing this on Zoom, but that's okay. I mean, I'm in between cooking dinner for my family and giving somebody a bubble bath, so unless you want to get involved in either of those activities, uh, stop complaining. Okay. (laughs) Um, Something very big has happened since the last time we checked in uh, with an incredible, I must say, interview with Venus Williams. Everybody's been talking my ear off about how much they enjoyed your chat with her. So kudos. Thank you. Um, well, I mean, I, I mean, it was a pretty good subject that I got to, to, to talk to. So I'm glad, um, everybody got to enjoy it. And if you haven't, well then hurry up. Yeah. No time like the present. Um, what I am referring to, of course, is the, uh, arrival finally of issue number 16 racket issue number 16 and i just want to spend a minute talking about what's in it because i think frankly it's probably our best issue ever um and we got your boy your fellow australian nicarius on the cover uh shot by the illustrious abigail varney in his home in canberra for the cover shoot um it's it was really really fun to pull, pull together uh, i know you've had a chance to check it out anything standing out to you um, well, the fact that I think it's uh, a classic that on the cover of Racket Magazine, we've got the great <laughs> Nick Kyrgios, the basketballer. <laughs> but, you know, I mean, it just shows you, um, look, Nick started the year great at the Australian Open. I think he pulled off some amazing matches there. He, he, he also showed that when we had fans, how he was the fan favourite at the Australian Open. I mean, you couldn't get enough of Nick. We couldn't get enough of Nick. And the, one of the things that was so disappointing when we had the lockdown for those five days is that Nick wasn't going to be able to play in front of people. So, you know, Nick transcends the sport. There's, there's no doubt about it. He brings in a demographic of kids that maybe felt left out. I practised um, on a court next to him, for example, um, in Melbourne when I was with Sam down there. And, and there was about 15 kids from the school that we were hitting at that turned up to watch him practice okay and every time he won a point I mean they were cheering and screaming and chanting his name and I was like I just looked at Sam who's like the ultimate ultra ultimate professional and everyone there and Ash Barty and every and it's like all these, these kids cared about was watching and cheering for Nick Kyrgios so there's something about him that really um transcends the sport and it goes to a place that you know he's bringing young kids into the sport and that's what we as tennis needs 
You know, it's interesting because when I talk to people who like him and it's many, many people, they're not necessarily tennis fans. They're fans of other sports. They're basketball fans. They're fans of culture and music and, and hip hop and sneakers and a lot of the things that Nick himself is into. And I think what's really, um, a missed opportunity for tennis and something that we're very interested in changing is, you know, sometimes he doesn't behave well. Sometimes he's, he is off, um, uh, and being a wanker. And sometimes he's, uh, you know, playing the most brilliant tennis you've ever seen. What I think is so transcendent about him is you can't help, but look at him and understand what he's going through, feel connected to the emotional displays, whether they're good or bad. Um, and really he, to me, is a lot more like a basketball player or a professional football player um, in both British and American ways of using that term. He really makes sense more as an athlete in, a, in another sport. And I don't think that that's a critique of tennis, but I do think it's an opportunity for tennis to, to widen the tent a little bit. Yeah, for sure. Look, I mean, no, nobody wants Nick to like get his shit together and play, you know, great tennis more than, than us um, yeah. because, because of the fact that if he were to start like, winning tournaments and really shining as a tennis player, um, you know, the, the, all the other stuff can kind of be left behind because he's an, he's an incredible tennis player. Um, but, but you've got to put the work in and you've got to, you've got to do that. And so the next couple of years are really pivotal for him and, you know, you can get an injury and he can be out. There's a pandemic. He's lost an entire year. So look, I'll be looking forward to him getting back on tour. Um, but the article and the photos and of course the magazine this month are just as per usual, amazing. Well, we have some podcast familiars in here. Anne White writes about her incredible story in that all-white bodysuit, her journey from West Virginia to Wimbledon. Your friend and mine, Kat Adams, has a new memoir out. Uh, the excerpt Dave, the editor of the magazine, chose to include was involved Zena Garrison and Bootsy Collins. And also, I think there's a bit of Prince in there. So it's you know, per usual, our nice mix of, you know, culture and whatever. Ben Rothenberg plays with Barbies. These Barbies, the photos of Barbies, we had some miniatures. Um, it was the only time I've ever seen uh, Billie Jean King repost one of our pieces of content in the same day that Tyler, the creator, had something to say about uh, Racket Magazine content. And both of them, of course, had to do with the fact that they were recreated in Barbie form by uh by with the, in this issue um and I'm, I'm pretty proud of it to be honest i i didn't i didn't anticipate that kind of a day happening for ragged magazine so not not yeah. bad no kudos it's great it's fantastic the photos are awesome i loved when billy uh retweeted the, the the you know the barbie picture of her it was awesome well of course she has her own barbie anyway for anybody um who is getting tired of hearing us talk about this and wants a copy in their very own hands racketmag.com um hit subscribe for a whole year's worth or you can just buy issue 16 at your favorite newsstand um while we're on the subject of nick Curios, he came up in your very very great entertaining and wide-ranging chat with of course, rock and roll, pop, legend, uh, musician, and now tennis player, Pete Wentz. What a fun interview this was. Yeah, I mean, look, you know, the one thing about when you and I talked about doing this pod in the beginning was like, wouldn't it be fun to interview people that just also love tennis, that are, you know, well known for doing something other than tennis. And and so uh, Pete Wentz, um, you know, put his hand up to do the pod. And we were like, sure. I flew back from Australia. I literally landed in LA and I interviewed him the following day. And he, can I just tell you something for a guy that's uh, internationally well-known, of course, as in the band fallout boy, I won't sing any of the songs. So I won't embarrass myself or, or him, but, <laughs> um, but you know, he was 
absolutely delightful. He was so nice. He was so welcoming. And the first thing I noticed when I walked in the door, Caitlin, was that he had a kind of like zinc on his face, right? Like sunscreen. So I didn't ask anything about it. And I was like, okay, he's been out doing something and uh, protecting, you know, his youthful looks. And after the interview, I said, I have a question for you. Like the zinc, is that what were you playing golf or tennis? He's like, I was playing tennis. And I was like, oh my God, like this is how into tennis this guy is. And I loved interviewing him. He had all different ideas about how to, the thing that I wanted to get out of him is Pete, how do we make tennis cool again? Yeah. And, you know, one of the things that he does say is that certain people don't want to be known as tennis players. And I thought that was so interesting because I'm like, this is the problem. Tennis yeah. is seen as a country club, rich, white sport. And how do we change that conversation yeah. around getting tennis to be cool and taking it to the masters and Pete Wentz you know he gives his ideas and his thoughts um and I thought it was really interesting but he's great and what what a nice guy he had a lot of tennis knowledge in a way that was indicative of not only being a player for a long long time but also somebody who was just legit into it like his favorite players are obviously like curious and Shapovalov with hearing you guys work through that pronunciation was pretty hilarious in particular um but like Sabalenka like he's got some deep cuts um you know he wants he likes he likes the kind of like people that he if they want yeah the rock and roll types I get it I love Sabalenka for that reason she was fearless today uh even though she lost in the final to Barty which I made me kind of sad because I love Sabalenka you know she's always like redlining the the she's always redlining um you know and it either goes really well or really bad um, but anyway, this was just a really fun interview to listen to. Um, I think it's going to be a really fun interview to, for a lot of people to hear. And listen, anybody in LA, when Pete is not playing at his coach's uh, private tennis court, he's sounds like he's on the public LA tennis courts waiting in line with the rescue chumps. So say hi, give him a high five, help him work on his one-handed backhand uh, so he can portray Roger Federer in a biopic one day. And, uh, you know, welcome him to the, the club and, and spread the word. Because I think, you know, just like Pete says, tennis is actually legit cool. Um, and you know, let's keep it, let's keep it, keep it going. Yeah. We're going downtown. No, that's not, that's not the song. This is embarrassing. I should edit that out. I mean, this is, I shouldn't even. It is the song, but I don't want to sing it. No, let's, we're going down. We're going down. No, 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 no. Okay. All right. But here's the interview. Here's the interview. Just to stop Renee from singing. Enjoy. All right. Bye everybody. Thanks. Well, thanks for joining me for yeah. um, the Racket Magazine podcast. Yeah, totally. uh, I didn't know that you were even a tennis player. So yeah, I own a, I own a, uh, an issue of Racket Magazine. That's so cool. Yeah, yeah, for yeah. Sure. I was just talking to my. I usually do it with my uh, my buddy Caitlin, but okay. she's you know in New York and I'm here. I just got back from Australia. So, yeah, yeah. Totally. Um, she she just makes me do everything on my own. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, it's a great magazine, and it's kind of interesting that you like it because it's kind of the it's the thought process behind racket in general right. is to make it cool, right? Totally. Make tennis cool. And yeah. there's a lot of people that wouldn't even know that you play tennis yeah. or, you know, that all these other people that are sort of doing other things love tennis. So totally. it's cool. I, I want to know why, why tennis, like what got you into it? Well, so I, uh, I grew up in the suburbs of Chicago and I played like, you know, at the, um, centennial pool where they had like a tennis, you know, indoor tennis courts. I can still, like, I have really visceral memories of, like, they had these, like, nutty bars that you could get from the snack machine there. I remember those. And I remember, like, the sound because it was, like, curtains. 
giant curtains between the courts. And I remember the sound, if you smashed your racket on the curtain, it would just like echo through the whole thing and it smelled a certain way. Wait a second, did you, were you the one throwing your racket? Oh yeah, I mean, I think so. But like more in the like little kid, like I wasn't even frustrated at the point because I was like definitely not on a path to like any tennis career. So it was just more like, let's see how loud this is going to be, you know? Um, and it was like super like, you know, like pancake volleys or frying pan volleys, you know, like just stuff like we're not serious, you know what yeah, I mean? Like yeah. not serious at yeah. all. Um, and that was kind of that. And then I would play like vacation tennis, um, you know, which everybody kind of knows is just like, again, not serious. Like now I see it a lot and I'm like, that's cool. It's fun. Like I think that with anything that you do, like, like from a hobby to like a real passion, it has to start with like fun, you know what I mean? Or like something that like kind of like tickles your, you know, like it has to get like something going. Um, and then maybe seven years ago, something like that, I was playing, I was taking my um, 12 year old and he was, you know, I'm not going to do the math, but five, I guess at the time. Um, and uh, it was this coach that I'd played with, like, you know, like I was like, it was like an on and off thing, you know, I'd start and I'd stop and it would like never get past anything, you know. And I started playing with my kid and then he noticed that I like, wanted to play more and I wanted to play at other people's lessons and all of a sudden like I had the summer where I like obsessed yeah and I, well like the summer where I was like fuck it I'm just going into continental grip I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna double fault the entire and I played with my brother me and my brother played doubles and he was like it was just like when I served I double faulted you know what I mean because I was trying to hit two second serves and I couldn't do I just I couldn't hit one second serve you know what I mean so like but I was like it, it was there where I was like I wanted to get to the point like I'm like I was like you're never gonna be professional tennis player anywhere near it though like tennis has like an odd thing where when you watch it on tv there's like a moments where you're like i don't know like could i but then when you get there up close you're like oh my god it's going so fast like it just it the tv doesn't the tv hides that in a way you know what i mean um yeah i i agree i i always tell people if there's a few sports that absolutely don't do justice to the sport and totally. tennis is 100 percent totally that, that that sport, in totally. my opinion. I think when people are watching Federer on tennis, or Federer on TV, they're like, there's like a ballet-like thing to it, which I do think exists, yeah. but you're also not like noticing that you're like, oh, he's taking his backhand like, you know, like four, four and a half feet in the air, and he's, it's screaming back and forth, yeah. and you don't really, because he, he makes it look so easy that you don't even pick up on, like, you're like, no, you couldn't do that, like, at all. Yeah. And I've had many moments, we can get into it, even in Australia, like, where I'm like, no, you couldn't do this. But, like, I guess I, w I, I decided that I wanted to do it. I want the, I felt like the best I could get to, and this is what, like, like my, so I, like, work out with a trainer um, besides tennis, and he's like, he's like, I just want you to look cool naked. <laughs> he's like, if you're strong, too, that's great. But, like, that's just what I, like, what I want. Out of, you know, I was like, this is perfect for me. And so, like, with tennis, I would love it that if, like, if they were, like, making a move like i was playing a character i was playing somebody who played professional tennis yeah. college tennis yeah they wouldn't have to always cut Alter to a you. double yeah. cut to a body double yeah. every single time yeah, yeah, like yeah. every once in a while you know like that is, someone it, would... is this what you're telling me is this what you're telling me that when, <laughs> when they make a federa like movie <laughs> put me in oh my god in. i really have to work on the the one-handed backhand <laughs> yikes so you got a one-handed yeah no i don't oh you don't no you i don't i know i wish oh so it's I, a dream it's a dream and I tell my, like, I have a coach and I tell him all the time, I'm like, I'm going to go to the one-hander. He's like, no, you're not. He's like, that's just not the route for you. All right. Well, when we play, because I had a one-handed backhand. Okay. So, yeah, yeah, know, yeah. That's, that was, 
probably my best shot. Really? My forehand was... Most people would say it was pretty ordinary. Right. On its good day. And your backhand uh, And was... I had like, you know, pretty continental sort of semi-Western forehand. It was just like, what the fuck is going on with that? And, right. But I had a beautiful one hand. And so, <laughs> was it? A, did you come over it? Was it top? Yeah, yeah. I, I, I had slice and Everything. I had a toppy. So I would assume that also the, then you would be good volleys, right? Because that's that lends itself. Because my volleys, I feel like, I'm like, eh, you're kind of like a baseline guy. So like... Your volleys kind of suck. So basically what you're saying is that I'm your ideal coach. Exactly. Not I'm only am go. I going like, to get you a one-handed backhand, but the best part of my games were my volleys. Please, so, yeah. So there you go. You know, that's also of... part of sort of being a lesbian is that you're a servant volleyer. So <laughs> that was sort of my thing. And everyone, right, right. everyone knew it, it, at my best, like my match point of the Australian Open when I won my first Grand Slam, the only thing I kept telling myself was, Renee, no matter what happens, get to the fucking net. Get to the net. Because if you get to the net, you can make the volley, but you cannot be guaranteed of making a grand slam. Like you don't uh, want to grind straight. back no, there. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, Not against Mary Pierce. I was yeah, like, yeah. I had no chance. So it's interesting because you said you, you grew up in um, the outskirts of Chicago in Wilmette, which is funny because yeah. I actually spent two years in Chicago. Oh, right on. And I had a, a, a former girlfriend who I grew up in Wilmette. So oh, cool. You yeah, probably yeah. bumped in. Not on the tennis court. Yeah, yeah. She was like, that is the last place that she would have ever been. Got it. Um, but it's so interesting to me. Like, would you, do you think, um, like going back to childhood, because you, you play soccer as well. Like mm-hmm. you did sort yeah, of yeah. All, all athletic stuff. Yeah. You know, and you have like such an interesting background because I, I, I looked into a few things. Right. Dad was like this white guy, lawyer. Right, Your mom right. was definitely not like that. Right? Yeah, yeah. So she, you grew up in a biracial family. Yeah. yeah. And you grew up in the suburbs of Chicago. Would you, do you think if someone had said to you, okay, put your focus into tennis, do you think you could have, like, or is the creative side that took over to go into music? I I would say that... Like, if you went back now, as as you now. Yeah. I don't think that I could have made it in tennis or probably just about any other sport because I didn't have that complete magical connection or that complete, like the thing that like, where you're like, yeah. there's the raw talent is there. And if I just like carve away at the rest, of, I just didn't have that though. Like from reading, you know, Agassiz's book or reading anybody's like, maybe if I had a parent that was just like, this is what we're going to do. And I'm just going to like fire tennis balls at you all day. Like, I don't know, maybe like 10,000 hours and that, like maybe, but I don't know. It's just like, I don't think so. You know what I mean? And yeah. if I, and if, and if, you know, like, I couldn't do any of it, but it would be like journeyman at best because I don't think there would be anything special about my, I don't know. That's just like, the, the raw talent wasn't there, unfortunately. Yeah, like, yeah. I, you know. I just, I always think that's so interesting because like, I've got like tattoo on my arm that says passion because right. I just think that whatever you're going to do, you have to have passion for it. Totally. So, if you look back on it now, because you have passion for tennis, right? Like you, yes. you want to get yeah, that yeah. perfect backhand or yeah. that whatever. If you'd had that passion back then, do you think it could have been? I mean, as you mm. said, you might not have been like top ten in the world, mm. but you obviously had a drive for something, right? I yeah, maybe I. I mean, I don't want to depress you that you could have been like no, top no, ten no, in the world. No, totally. <laughs> I'm, I'm thinking about it, and I'm just like, well, the other thing is, so I'll talk to like my tennis. My coach, you know, um, and and he'll say, "Oh, I gotta say his name, Chris Crab, because he's like, you never talk about me ever." So there, you're, you're talking. <laughs> there you about go, now. Chris. Yeah, you're you're on the. He is awesome. Yeah. But I feel like when you do a thing and it's like you eat, sleep, and breathe it, 
sometimes it loses a little bit of like the i don't know joy de vie or what you know like yeah. you you don't like like if you were on vacation would you want to go out and like hit balls or whatever like sometimes like i may know you yes yeah no, no but you know what i mean yeah. but like because but you you lived you know what yeah. i mean and it's like i like kind of like if the last thing i really want to do is like go jam yeah. you know what i mean yeah. i would do it if somebody like was like let's really do you know or a friend of mine or like like my my son really want you know or whatever like yeah. i would definitely do it yeah. but it's not something i feel like i really like want to do and it's like when i talk to like like my tennis coach i'm like like, does this guy watch any of the tennis? Probably not. Like, I don't know. Like, and he was telling me that, like, one of the things that was hard about watching some tennis after his, after playing and playing professionally was that watching the anxiety and the pressure that people were putting on themselves in singles, he was like, it's really hard to watch because it, like, takes me back to, like, how I felt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think, actually, it's funny that you say that because it was one of the things that sort of, when I stopped playing, it was because... I couldn't, I, the fucking stress of yeah. like waking up in the morning, not being able to eat and, you know, just, just dreading it. I mean, yeah. and obviously the great, it's like, I always say playing professional sports is like legal addiction, right? right. Because you, you get that high that you don't get doing anything right. else. Um, and then all of a sudden it's like when you lose, it's it's like you want to just kill yourself. You know totally. what I mean? You go into those depression states. And it's an interesting thing because it's like a thing that doesn't really, because I, you know, I have some friends that are athletes and and tennis, some, I think probably more so like team sports, but like it's an interesting kind of fame where like it's very, like I don't ever land at an airport and people are like, you suck. You know what I mean? Like it's not a thing really. Like, I mean, I'm, there's people in like comment sections on the Internet, yeah, you know, yeah. but like m- fans of my band don't generally think that. And I feel like yeah, yeah. so much of like professional athletes, it's like you're as good as like your last thing, you know, yeah, and then yeah. it's like, you know, it was so interesting. We went, me and my my um 12 year old went to indian wells and we like somehow got in and watched a federer match um and i don't remember who was playing but it was like hearing the emotion when people like oh. are for him fed oh yeah. you know yeah. like it's like every moment and i'm like oh my god this is so much like it's like these people are like losing a part of themselves and gaining yeah. a part of themselves and yeah. it was just I it was not yeah it was something that i'm like i'm not really wired for that you know what i mean like i don't really i don't know I guess the, the only way to equate it to your life would have been if you'd gone into like some small pub or a small club in you know Chicago when you were growing up, and everyone's like, where the, right. "Where's the other band?" Yeah, and the interesting thing from but that didn't last us, long. No, no, but it was also like it's just not even. It's more like this. It's like the equivalent of like you're just on court like. 24 so there's just nobody watching you yeah, you know you're like there. that's what yeah you know what I mean? no, like that's what like there's just nobody there there's no one there to boo you there's just no you just can't like no one's interested you know yeah, i've been there. yeah <laughs> i was on court 18 many got it, times got it, got it. <laughs> so so I, i'm judging by your fact that you've mentioned roger like three times he was he's your favorite player um or i'm know. all over the place so i like i mean i i think that it's hard not to in the era we're in, be like, they're like, so, like, to me, like, three or four of maybe the greatest ever, you know, Serena, yeah, Roger, Nadal. Yeah. Um, so, but I think that I have, like, a, a strange, um, so I also like, I like Dennis Shapovalov. Shepo- yeah, Shepo- I would say it, Shepovalov. Shepo- You're like, like the only one who has yeah. a lot of time. Brad Gilbert can't say his name. <laughs> no, I got, I can't, <laughs> I can't say any of the names that of people that I like. I like, um, him, 
I like Curios. I don't know if that's a controversial thing to say here. No, but not at yeah, all. You know, I, I You'll like love the, to hear that. I like the spirit. Um, <laughs> and then I like Sab- Sabalenka. Sabalenka. Yeah, yeah, I just like the fire and I yeah. liked how she's like hitting the winners. Warrior um, woman. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Very cool. Um, but to me, you need like, or how I think about things is like, so when I got really into tennis, then I was like, what is the like cultural version of tennis that I'm really into? Um, and that was like Agassi and throwback Agassi. And I remembered Agassi back then, but like, like I, I, I loved it and I can, I can get a little too like, um, like where people are like, well, why do you just like look? You just like well, you're I'm, like wearing the outfits that the guy wears. You, well, know what I mean? you know, the beauty of a podcast <laughs> is that we can dress how we want right. and we can look like shit, right? right? right. So uh, I just want to let everybody know you do. Your hair is a little dyed, a little <laughs> you know Agassi like. It's long. <laughs> got it. Got it. So I'm thinking that you're bringing back the nineties. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Definitely. I mean, I had I I have like the gear that I would wear. Um, so I so so <laughs> how I like approach so many things like. And I've noticed that, like, you were into red wine. I'm into, like, different wine than you were into. I I, I did a little research as well. Oh, wow. Okay, um, good. But, so how I get into I've things. I've moved on to tequila. No, oh, so there you, you know. go. Okay, got it. Red wine gives me it. a hangover. Got, like, okay. today I'm hungover because oh, my friend made like, me drink. Oh, or whatever? Like, she didn't make me drink way too much red wine. So yeah. I'm like, tequila soda is my Okay, thing. got it. Okay, so anyway, that makes, just yeah, in case. It's updated. Got it. I'm updating the info. Uh no, so how I get into things, I think, and this is probably, like, not the way you're really supposed to, is, like, I get into something, and then I find, like, what my access point is to it, you know, and get really into it. But at the same time, then there's, like, this next level that I have where, like, which I have, I think, with golf a little bit, like, where I, I buy, like, a thing or an outfit, but I haven't earned it yet. So I can't, so it hangs in the closet or, ah. the, or the club, like, I... You're not there. You're not good enough. Like if you go out there and do this thing, you're actually not good enough. So you can't have it yet, and you'll earn that. So you're still in the Kmart clothes. Oh yeah, totally. <laughs> but but with tennis, I feel like I've come to another point where I'm kind of like I think it's much cooler to just show up with like two rackets and that's it. Like that's got the guy's scary to me. Like the guy that has the the full bag and all that, I'm like, yeah, you're probably good and whatever. But the guy that like kind of doesn't care and shows up at the park with like just two rackets, like not, you know, I'm like, this might be like a little terrifying. So in other words, as an Australian, we would say that you would be the least wanker. Least wanker. Okay. Got it. This is maybe the first time I've been described as the least wanker. You're not the wanker. (laughs) The the guy that turns up with the like perfect looking bag and the perfect looking clothes and the shoes that match who's not very good he's the wanker got it he's the wanker i've spent a lot of time i spent a lot of time in australia oh. Oh, no, 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 yeah i'm sure that as well honestly <laughs> this is probably the first time i've been described as the least wanker in the group which is good um no i spent a lot of time in australia i really really enjoy australia yeah well i just got back from there and it's, it's pretty much covid free and you and i are sitting outside doing the podcast know, right now so because sad. but we'd probably so be fine too but it's just like I don't know. Then I'd have to go get tested, and no. you'd have to go get tested. Well, I got tested. I've been tested uh, twice in the last five so days, crazy. just so you know. Yeah, I'm yeah, negative. So if it. I've turned positive, I've... it's your fault. Okay? <laughs> I'm negative as well. So like, if we turn positive, it's like in the couch cushion. No, we can make out. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. <laughs> there you go. So um, I read the weirdest thing today about you is that your parents worked for Joe Biden, and that's how they met. Yes. And that is the craziest thing. Yes. So you know, there's a tennis court at the White House. So oh we, yeah, let's I actually try and that. make this happen. That would happen. be so sick. Yeah, my my um, my bandmates and whatever like they're like, when should we? When are we gonna go 
to the White House. I'm like, dude, we're like in a pandemic. You know what I mean? Like, this is like, I don't, I think we're like very low on the list right now. Okay, but you know there's a tennis court there. I would love to play. That would be, I, I, I have a little bit of a thing where I love to find like odd tennis courts and whatever. Like, I know there's one, um, is there one in, um. There's one. I don't know if I, I should really tell you this, but no, there's please. one in the Senate building in D.C. Oh, well. really? So, yeah. Wow. No, I was going to say there's one in, um, what train station in New York? Oh, the, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, so, like, finding, and there's this one. There's um, one in the U.N. Plaza Hotel as well on the top floor, because when we played oh, the really? WTA Finals in New York, that's where we used to practice. And... We'd all stay in that same hotel. Oh, there are. Cool. Where do you play here? I mean, so here, I, maybe I shouldn't. I shouldn't no, that's okay. Like the guys that already know, like they already take pictures at um, the park that I go to, which yeah. I I play there um, most of the time. But um, COVID has made it a little crazy in a good way, probably for people who are for Racket Magazine and for yeah. people who sell tennis rackets because everybody wants to play. Everyone wants to play tennis. Everyone yeah. wants to play golf, which is pretty cool. You yeah. just gotta find the way to keep them going past that. Um, so that's busy a lot. So I, I yeah, I play in the valley, kind of everywhere um i play at people's houses i play you know I'll, I'll, i'm like a kind of a bit of a like tennis rat i'll just you know if someone says like we need a fourth i'm like i'm there great <laughs> i'm like i'm in my head i'm always in the car on the way there i'm like i hope they're not like way better or way worse than me that's like my you know like my ladder is like i'm like let's keep my ladder is very small i'm do like you do always like totally like say because i always tell this to people if you ever go and play a sport or do anything like say oh i'm i'm about this but you're actually a little bit better but you always go low or do you like what would you say like four five five uh, what are you no four? i'm not any no, no 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 i would think that i'm a three five i think probably um i i don't actually yeah i do think that you got to undersell over deliver whatever that yeah, saying yeah. is um and I also think that, like, I play with, like, a lot of people that I'm like, this guy, if I saw this guy just walking around, I'd be like, this guy is schlubby. He is not good. And he's, and I'm like, this guy's actually, like, a trained assassin. Like, he, he's, <laughs> he's like, the he, yeah, yeah, he's in, like, Continental the whole time, but, like, good luck. You know what I mean? Like, good luck, like, getting him to, like, not hit something back. Um, Who's the best? Who's the best celeb player that you play with? Um, I play with a lot of people that people probably don't know play tennis, and some of them are probably not don't really want people to know. No, some come of them on. Do why? I, I don't know if everybody does. You know who's really good? This who is I play our with? plan, right? This is our plan. What is the plan? Our plan. Well, not only to play at the White House, but our plan is to make tennis cool. Mm. Like, how do we make tennis mm. cool? Right? I mean, I mean, I mean you gotta let. I don't want to blow your tires up, but it's pretty freaking cool that you love tennis. I mean, oh, who would have really thought nice. some guy who's in a freaking huge freaking band oh, is wow, like obsessed so nice. with tennis so, oh, so like nice. who how do we make yeah. it cool yeah i mean we gotta let we gotta let curios out a little bit you know what i mean <laughs> i think that they and he's gotta and we he's gotta win we gotta get have him win something you know what i mean yeah, because yeah. i think kids would think he's really cool um they already think he's really cool. totally no but it's like, insane what in australia i was at uh, practicing i was coaching sam stoza right at this tiny little college in in melbourne because we had to be right, separated right. from the international yeah, players, yeah, yeah, right because totally, of covid totally. And there was about 25 boys, probably around 15, 16, that turned up. They must have been at the school. They came and they started chanting his name on the side of the court. Oh, and every time he won a point, they would go bonkers. And I right. thought to myself, this is what people don't understand. As much as he can be a disaster at times, right. and there is, he will agree, his attitude right. is not good sometimes right. on the tennis court. But he, this guy brings the young 
Yeah, it's like the chutzpah or how whatever. Do, yeah. How do we make tennis cool? Yeah, I mean, I think that, that helps. I remember I watched this video um, that's similar of... Uh, it's, it's Agassi playing in the 90s on a practice court, and there's a bunch of kids watching him. And it was cool because he was so real with the kids. The kids were like, the kids, one of the kids is like, whoa, you killed that serve. Or like, that's, he's like, yeah, in practice. <laughs> and I was like, that's pretty cool. You know what I mean? Because that's yeah. probably like a little real. You know what I mean? Or whatever. Um, so who do I think that, uh, that I play with that is a celebrity that, um, Jeff Probst, uh, who was Survivor is very good. Wow. Yeah, he's very good. Yeah. Yeah, we play doubles sometimes, uh-huh. and he's very good. He's also um, very competitive. Oh. Trying to think of who else is. Well, I'm, else is... there's a couple of people here in LA that uh, uh, Kevin McKidd. I don't know who. Okay. Kevin from uh, Grey's Anatomy. Yeah, yeah. He loves to play. Okay. He plays in Chrissy's event. I, I get to meet a lot of um, celebs during Chris Everett's event okay, every yeah, year. Yeah, totally. So there's a, there's a few that come out there yeah. that love it. Oh, that's cool. They love it. Yeah. And they live in LA. And, totally. Um, so we've got it. That's the strategy of how do we grow tennis. And I think right. during the pandemic, it certainly helped because as yeah. you said, golf and tennis were sort of like. Yeah. And I think getting people like, like I think people get freaked out by um, things that they, sports that they, envision being something that they're not or envision being like this country club thing and like making it more like the everyman and i think that like letting people dress cool making more cool clothes i thought it was really cool when pharrell did the u.s open um gear and some of the prince new prince like collabs have been really cool like i think like being open to that you know like let's let Dennis Shapovala, Shapovala, let him rap. You know what I mean? Like if he's yeah. gonna rap, let him rap. Um, I think that, but I think that like letting people know that like whatever your entry level is is cool. Like you should come out and have fun. You should play vacation tennis. You should, you know, like see. But I don't think like um, like my girlfriend plays tennis and she didn't grow up playing con- competitive sports really. And she, there was something about, like, after she got into it and watched it and played it, and then, like, she, then the, the bug got in her. And you got to, like, let that happen to people. And I think too often people are like, oh, I can't do it, or I'm going to be made fun of, or, like, mm-hmm. I can't, like, there's no entry level for me into it. And, and, and there really should be, you know what I mean? Like, I think that, like, I get it because, like, not everyone has a tennis court. I don't have a tennis court. Like, but like, you could go to the park and play. And yeah, like, that, I mean, that should be the next move. I know. It's like I've actually like done the math. It's not possible. <laughs> <laughs> Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. 
In four weeks, the typical new user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Letting people experiment and 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 I think that like having these young rad players, like you know, like I guess Serena's not you know young in the sports world anymore, but I think she's rad. You know what yeah, I mean? I yeah. think she's like really cool and i think it empowered a bunch of people who didn't think that they who maybe who hadn't thought about tennis to like play tennis which is awesome and i think like embracing um more of that you know it, it embracing what we don't figure and see as like the normal tennis totally player. or like the past tennis player you know yeah. i think that it's i think that that's cool well i i have to tell you that i know venus <coughs> is a huge fan of full out boy so oh there you you know, that's yeah, cool you know, that's pretty awesome she's uh I did. I did text Serena um, before this, and I was like, "Is it you, or is it B that's a big fan?" She goes, "It's. It's. I, I like him, but she is B." He's, oh wow, yeah, yeah. that's so, really cool. But I think that's that awesome. that's something that we could look into as a tennis environment. Is, so Serena yeah. said, like, knew that this podcast interview is happening. I, I told her that because I, I wanted to that's know. So cool. I wanted, her, yeah. I wanted to know that's which so one cool. of her because wow. I knew. I was like, that's so maybe such she, a... so like maybe she had a thought about that today for yeah, like a second. Yeah, she did. That's so cool. She thought about yeah, it. Yeah, that's cool. For one second. Yeah, yeah. Okay. You're, you're you're not alone in, cool. in your love of uh, totally you know yeah. but but it's funny because tennis players or athletes always want to be like entertainers yeah, and actors yeah. and singers and yeah, singers yeah. and actors always want to totally. be athletes it's just this random thing totally of one, that's why i asked you like as a kid like if you could go back and you know change something i'd love to if i could you know what i mean like maybe this is my own this is my okay so here's how we do it right I didn't really think about it, but we could do it. This is how we can. All do right, it. we're gonna do it. If we're taking the time machine, if we're taking the time machine yeah, back, I think we gotta put the racket in my left hand. We gotta be Nadal's wow. uncle. You know what I mean? We gotta go and that's what we gotta do. And we gotta just like ruin my life for like five years. But like maybe I'm like maybe I'm a lefty topspin grinder, maybe. and I didn't know it. Then I didn't know I had that in my life. Well, you know, you know? You're, you're, you didn't have the height, <laughs> right? So you know. Okay, yeah, yeah, got that. Got, so we don't, yeah, don't have that. Don't have the the, the left hand skills. Schwartzman's like five three. He's big. He's big into it, huh? He's, he's, I didn't know that. No, uh, the tennis player. Oh, okay. I was yeah, like, I thought like, you were saying Jason. Dude, he's like, no, no, not like, Jason. I was like, oh my god. <laughs> like, oh, I don't know. Like, yeah, he might be. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. There's a lot of tennis players. There's one guy Schwartzman. He's like literally like five three, I think. There's maybe. So, but where where it really has to hurt you is the serve, right? That's and the and if you have to take a high back end. Turn. Yeah, well, if you have a one-hander, you're in trouble. But right. There's, there's a lot of players that have one-handers that are not that tall, but, you know, whatever. Um, one thing I also read about you, and, and I find it so interesting, because when I played, I was a maniac. Like, I was had some temper issues and yell at the umpire right, and right. that thing, right? Got it. So I, I got into, like, meditation over the last few years, and I read that you sort of you meditate as well just to deal with, like, the craziness in you. And I think that that's an un tapped market in every aspect of oh like, yeah whether it be entertainment or athletics yeah. or you know especially high performance stuff and being in the moment like how, how much did that help you going through some rough th- times oh i think it's been really really helpful and i do think i agree with you i think it's very untapped and i think that it's like could be for almost every person like if you just did like five or ten minutes a day it would probably change your life in some way i would guess yeah it's super helpful and it's interesting because so muscle memory is such an interesting thing so because when i'm on stage with the band i can be i can like kind of go into another thought and be pretty great yeah not 
full on great. Full on great. I have to be like locked in. You like I'm in the moment. And tennis, I can't even be pretty great. If I go somewhere else in my brain, I lose it. Yeah. You know what I mean? All of a sudden, it's like, oh my god, what am I doing? Like I'm, yeah. I, I don't have enough muscle memory. I don't have enough of yeah. the hours. Like so where true. I can't, I can't do it. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah. But like, you know, if you're on stage and something happens where I don't know, a chord doesn't work, or your guitar breaks, or somebody, it's all good. You know, you just. Yeah, yeah. You just it's all good i can like your... it's not a yeah it's all good but yeah. like yeah tennis like woo or like tennis playing in front of people i'm like oh i have no interest in that really yeah yeah you know? it's it's stressful <laughs> yeah but that's the same thing right it's muscle memory it's doing something for so long it's the same with me like going out and playing when i was playing professionally i'd go out in front of it it would be it wasn't a packed stadium sometimes it was court 18 in front yeah, of three people yeah. but there were times that i did go out in front of a packed stadium and i was like i'm prepared i didn't stress about it um, but then if I'm not prepared, like now if I go and play like exhibitions or charity events, I'm right. like shitting myself and I'm like, what the hell is my problem? No right. one expects me to be good. Right. Like, do you feel like that's the same way in preparing to go um, on stage? I mean, it's been a while. How, oh, it's been, yeah. It's I been mean, the pandemic, now. how's that affected? So our, our tour in Australia got canceled. Yeah. Um, yeah. And the rest of it, I mean, it's just like hangs in the balance kind of as far as we haven't made any music really, which... I kind of like, I think during the pandemic, I just like, was like, I'm going to dive like head on into things that I'm like, kind of was interested in, but like, let's just like, see if you really like it. Like got deeper into playing piano, way more into golf, kept like my tennis going, you know, like just like tried to like dive into things that I thought would like help my mind and help my spirit. And like, um, yeah, but as far as like the band, there's enough muscle memory there um that we i think we could always play a show but like the first one sometimes you're like there's sometimes we're in the middle of a song and we have rehearsed in forever and we're like whoa this is getting weird like where are we at you know what i mean but it's okay because you can like and i'm sure because no not, one really knows yeah and but I'm, I'm also sure that you can do like this on the like what we were just talking about like how you would be on the tennis court is like i can like it. Like, I can figure it out yeah, enough. Yeah. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Like, it's not going to feel that weird. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, and yeah. I feel like it would be cool if my tennis was like that. Like, if like it starts to go sideways and I'm just like, nah, I can just like... Like, I remember watching this with um, the Federer match that we were at in Indian Wells. So it's really windy. He's playing a kid. I can't remember who he's playing. We could look it up or whatever. But he's playing a kid. The kid is like kind of like beating him up a little bit. And then all of a sudden, you just saw, like, it changed. It was like, mm, Federer starts hitting, like, only neutral balls, like, in the wind, playing, like, he stops hit, trying to hit winners. I love and, that you took all this in. Yeah, oh, I took I took as much of it in as I could. I think that I must have heard a post-game interview, you know, whatever. But, like, <laughs> but um, all of a sudden, it was like, oh, my God, am I going to beat Federer? You know what I mean? And, like, that went, like, you could see that in the guy's mind. Like, you can't, like... This guy's probably like a hero or probably, you know, whatever. He's like Federer and like he's done and, and Federer on the other side has done this like whatever 10,000 times and it fell apart. He like got tight and it got weird and Federer just kind of played easy breezy. Yeah, that's uh, that, that that is the one thing about what being great is about is that you don't panic in those moments and you get to a point where you're like, OK, I know this kid thinks that he could possibly win this. So right, right there and there, I have him. Right. Right. Because, and then he's such a great 
I mean, loser, because right. if he gets beaten, it's usually because the guys just play better than him. Totally. You know, and things like that. So there's, there's no apprehension, like, right. for you, um, like, getting back on stage and being together again as a group. And no. if, if it happens, God, God yeah. willing, like, with the pandemic being over, I mean, you guys just, like, riding a bike. Yeah, there's a little bit, like, every show, right before we go on stage, I'm always like, I think this might be the one where nobody cares. I don't know why, but, like, that's the moment. That's what I feel kind of, like, right before we go on. I'm like, maybe this is the one where they just, like, and that must be, like, some psychological thing in my head or whatever. But, um, yeah, I think it's like riding a bike a little bit. And we've been doing it, the four of us, for so long that it's, like, in that way. Don't worry, he's yes. not coughing at my direction. <laughs> I turned away. <laughs> I turned. I turned to my side. No, I, I just I, I find it so fascinating because I, I love to hear why and what gets people like into their lives, and I just think you 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 find a passion like with me with tennis. It was I felt, <clears throat> and it's funny that you say about you just have that moment of that magic. And yeah. for me, I remember practicing my serve as a kid. Right. And I remember the coach put down uh, like a you know, like a tennis ball cover right. and said, okay, you got to hit those markers, right, right. right? And I remember thinking to myself, well, that's really easy. I can do right. that. And I, I think that's the moment that yeah, I realized. Yeah, totally. Where you're like, oh, like, I've, I've, like, I've got something. Yeah, here. like I have a connection here. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so like with music for you, was it just like, yeah, this is <clears throat> my thing? I don't think it ever, I, <sighs> I think that it was like a really slow build. Like I just did it and we did it because we loved it. And then like it started building. Um, yeah. And it started building, but like we didn't like the interesting thing about, I guess art it, that's different than sports is like, there's not really like the um, tennis ball cover, you know, like you don't, there's less of like these targets of like, if you win this, you've, you know, yeah, yeah. like, so like, or like, you're not really, like, you're ranked, but you're not really ranked, yeah. you know what I mean? So it's like, it's interesting because it's like less competitive, but somehow like more competitive at times, yeah. you know, or whatever. Um, well, it's subjective. Right? Yeah, it's like That's this weird thing. thing yeah, yeah, totally. So someone can be like, like, it's interesting because like, you could, we could really, really debate greatest players, especially if we have certain markers of like what, you, like, this is what makes you the greatest player. Like, if it's just like, Grand Slam wins in like open era or whatever. Like there's, you could just be like, this person is, has the most of those. So it's harder to do that with art. Yeah. Like, like this guy's painting sold for the most. I don't know. Like, or like yeah. this person has the most Grammys. Like, I don't like, you know, like harder to, harder to say. Have you ever come across like bands or an individual singer where you're like, wow, man, why, why isn't this person huge? Yes, totally. You know, and, it's that and, and usually they're not, no longer a singer. Usually now they're Producing. an engineer, a producer. Yeah. They are a roadie for a band. Yeah. And it's kind of sad to me. Um, but I think that, like, for the most part, we find the universe is open to the things that we want to do and they've found something else. And, um, yeah, because, like, so much of doing anything... It, that's difficult is like it's really difficult and you got to make it look easy even though it's difficult like you know what i mean like like michael jordan being michael jordan was like super like difficult you know what i mean but like yeah i just don't think and like i think that like like to me nadal's a great 
version of this because because he is a grinder. I'm like yeah. like every point is not easy. You yeah. know what I mean? And well, he, have you ever seen him practice? No. Okay. Yeah. Well, on video on YouTube, I but mean, not really. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You totally. know, you go and watch him practice. But I, the thing that's uh, I think would be tough for me in in your industry is that if I have a talent and I work really hard, like if I do three four hours a day on the court and I get in the gym and I do everything right and my, mentally I'm there and I do the work for that. I'm going to be good. Right. I, I, you just know you're going to be good. Right. If you have the talent, you have the resources and you, you get the breaks, right. right? You are going to be good. But in your industry, you could, because I've got a couple of friends in the industry and I'm thinking, right. why the fuck is this person not selling five Grammys, right? right. You know, and getting five Grammys mm. for something. Mm. But you got to get the breaks. You got to meet the right people. Right. You've got to find the right agent right. or manager right. or, you know. But I think that the interesting thing, and this is what's similar to, this is what's similar to tennis to me, honestly, is that, and it's similar to any sport to me, is that when it's your time at the plate, you have to be ready to hit the home run. So, like, what, the top 100 could beat the top 10 any given day, maybe. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. But, like, when you play them, you have to be ready. Like, yeah. you have to be like, I can beat like I like this is the day where I could win this. You know what I mean? And like, that's hard. It's hard to like when it's your time or like when you have that moment. It's hard to not like fumble the ball. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I think about that like in like in life in general, like in your friendships and your whatever it is. Like when you have the when you have the chance, you still have to deliver. You know what I mean? So was there was well so then backing up to you guys when you had your success, <clears throat> was there a time? where that happened where you were like all right here's the ball you got to perform sure and there was like moments but more than that there were moments for us where we had like probably like a bit of a, like a curios like agassi like someone is telling you that you need to be like on this path and you don't think you need to be on this path but you still need to be on the path to victory you need to be on a path you know what i mean yeah. and or you can choose to go on their path. And we always chose to go on our own path. But, like, I think when you do choose to do that or you you have the the, the, the blonde wig or hair or whatever it is, um, like, you, you got to have the wins to back it up. Like, at, at a certain point, you have to be able to, you know, put up or shut up or whatever. You know what I mean? And, and so I think we had moments kind of like that, definitely. Yeah, I just find that so fascinating. I, I think that's what would be hard in your industry is that oh my god, you've just got to you've just oh, got to meet yeah. the right or get yeah. the right breaks. And there's so many like bands and there's so many actors where I'm like, I don't know why this person's not bigger. But then like lots of times people end up bigger or people end up being big songwriters or you know what I mean? And I'm like, Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. So So going forward, um, tennis is would you say it's the mo like outside of obviously your band and your music and all that? Um, like your biggest passion now it's, it's golf a little bit yeah. I, I actually see a little sunscreen I on did the face. this is actually from tennis this sunscreen is from tennis not from golf golf is an interesting thing because I have three kids so golf is a like you play golf I guess right I do yeah, yeah. you do I read that um, <laughs> <laughs> is that it takes so fucking like talk yeah. about a thing that like needs to update some of their stuff is like it takes so fucking long like yeah. my kids are like wait but where are you still my dad <laughs> you know like I'm like <laughs> So, and, and the thing that about golf that's maddening is, like, it takes that long, and sometimes you're, like, not any better at all. Yeah, no, like, no, I'm no, like, you know, with tennis, all. there's, like, these real results to me, or, like, with tennis, at least now, I can be, like, 
I know why that happened. Yeah, With yeah. golf, sometimes, like, the right thing happens, the wrong thing happens, I, I have no idea. I'm like, yeah, why? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and then, like, that, you get that one shot, like, where the ball compresses perfectly and it goes dead straight and far, and, and you're, you're like, like, and you're like I, I love this sport! Like, <laughs> this is my favorite sport! And you're totally. like... But a second ago, I like wanted to kill myself. Like, yeah, it just yeah. doesn't. Like, no, a that, second that ago, was... I wanted that driver to be in the lane. Right? It's like maddening. Yeah, no, that, I, that is true. I actually played a lot of tennis in Australia. Where, where was your favorite place to play? Do you remember? So when I went, when we were on tour in Australia, maybe three. Or well, you four would have played ago? the Rod Laver Arena. Yeah. So was we that played... weird for you? Yeah. Oh, it's cool. Super cool. I, I actually think we might have played like the thing next. I don't remember. No, maybe. We played oh, well, yeah, yeah, I can't. But was it like high sense? There was a. I don't really. Was it remember. At, look, look. at the tennis center? I think it was in the tennis center. The Rod Laver is in was Melbourne, Margaret. right? Yeah. Yeah. So we were. Was in it the... outdoor or indoor? We've done both, honestly. I mean, you guys yeah. are big enough. You could have done like I don't know. the big outdoor. But but someone on the someone who was on the the Aussie side of the touring production knew somebody in the australian open or something they connected me and so i like played on the court where where federer warmed up and i played with um a couple of like pro women and it was really interesting for me like this was like this was like my my real like so like i work with the coach and i watch on tv and i've gone to indian wells but this was like the real moments where i was like hmm like first of all like everyone was like or not everyone, a bunch of people have told me, like, like women don't hit as much top. Like, women don't, you know. Well, what the fuck? Like, this was, like, this, like <laughs> that was not the case. <laughs> you know what I mean? Or, like, maybe they're, like, top is being compared to somebody, like, like Nadal or something. But I yeah, was, yeah. like, and it was, like, and it was also the moment, because, like, it was my first time playing stadium. Like, so I was, like, I'll just be able to run shit down. The ball is, has so much more top than anybody I play and is going so much faster. I can't run it down. Like, there's all this space, but I still can't run it down. Yeah. And then I took, I can't, so I, this is so fucked up because I can't remember who I played with. Um, but I, I, I was, she was like, I'll hit you one real serve. <laughs> so she gave me like some crazy like body serve on the tee or whatever. And I was just trying to get out of the way. Like I like literally like no shit. Like, you know what I mean? Like it was like no chance of returning it. And I was like, I just hope I don't get hit by this. You oh know man, what I, mean? I wish I knew who it was. Now, I mean, you might, might remember, I, I work with uh, Sam Stoza now and she like literally is probably the one player that had some more top spin on her forehand and, and has the best yeah, this all-time was, kick. This was, this was like a, this was a moment where I was like, we need to like readdress this. Like whoever mentioned this to me, because that was definitely not the case. I would say across the board, it is true that women don't hit the ball with as much top spin as right. the men, because, you know, as a kid, <laughs> women aren't quite as strong in the forearm. Right. So they develop a little bit flatter sort right. of a ball than, than right. the guys do, um, particularly on the backhands, but well, well, more so on the forehand, but right. but guys are just that little bit stronger. But right. but if, if, no, you, no, no, if no. it was Sam but, that you hit with, then yeah, I would get it. Yeah, yeah. This was not, I was like, <laughs> I don't know. We gotta like, we gotta have this conversation again. But it was, it was, it was super cool. And I, I played. We went on tour. Um, we were in, in Germany, and I played on some red clay, which was nice. Probably like the coolest to me because I'm already trying to like slide into shit. And my coach is like, "Stop fucking sliding in. You're not a kid. This is like, you know what I mean?" And like there, it was really cool. It was, yeah, clay's awesome. It was so cool, and I like love spin, and I love. So like it was really fun. Well, well, uh, if you ever get a chance to play in Paris, you go oh, play on the Roland Garros courts because yeah, you haven't played on clay, like right. perfect clay, until you've hit on right. the courts there because it's just heaven. totally, totally, it's just heaven. But I, I, I anyway, um, we're kind of getting to the end of everything. But it's so fun because this is tennis needs to look at 
people like you and the sport in general and we gotta get it to the masses more of totally. like cool people totally you know and like stop ignoring the 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 outskirts of you know the country club lifestyle totally you know and go and find the kids that have the fucked up nick curios attitudes and yeah get them into make the sport it, like and, make it cool and you know, interesting make, and fun yeah maybe we can have like a a band. You know, it's one thing that Tennis Australia does at the Australian Open. We, they're constantly having music every day. Totally. That plays. Really they cool. have people there and then people go to the tennis and then they go to the music. And I think we can work, tennis can work with, you know, music in a better way to make it and I feel more like accessible seen, to everybody. I feel like I've seen the US Open where it's like the before the US Open. They do. They, they do like some music. Yeah. And then like, and I remember seeing like Federer out and like Jordan's playing and I'm like, but why don't we do this like during it? Because it would be so, so cool. Should if I you'd be like, your agent right now? Let's like, go. Let's, <laughs> let's, let's go. get you to the USA. After you get me my one-handed backhand, we're going to go. <laughs> <laughs> I'll play on an Arthur Ashe. Get you out there. Got on Arthur okay. Ashe Stadium. It. It's, right. a, it's a deal. We'll, we'll get it done. Um, I think that's about all we got. Awesome. Pete, I'm, uh, I'm so happy that you like love tennis so much. Yeah. And we're going to keep going. I'm going to get you that one. Sweet. You tell your coach. All right. right. Have you I'm ready. Slicing, yeah, yeah, yeah. sliding, <laughs> and, like, hitting the kick serve. And, Sweet. And, and when I turn this machine up, I'm going to find out who the, really, who the best player that you yeah, play okay. with is. Yeah, yeah. Thanks, man. And that's it for this episode of the Racket Magazine podcast. Thanks for listening. Our host is Renee Stubbs. Our co-host and producer is me, Caitlin Thompson. Music by internationally renowned DJ Stretch Armstrong. Thanks to Tim Rogeri and the team at Acast. Find us at racketmag.com slash podcast and subscribe to us at any of your favorite podcatchers.